Community Radio. This is Aurea. And we are almost on. Coming on. All right, good. And we are, again, we are here for you. Who is we? It's myself. Right, it was my mess up, okay? Myself, Sam Libowitz, the producer, owner, founder, and visionary of this Talking Alternative Network. There are no mess ups. It's really important for people to come and get used to the awkward stage. Again, this is something that I continue to talk about, I continue to express, and hopefully I'm continuing to exemplify. For example, last week we had this live on Facebook and I was amazed by the stats. We had a live video feed of this podcast mm-hmm. and it was divided into four different segments. I didn't know Facebook limits you to four, but four is nice. And I don't know which segment, but in one of the segments, it said that I had over 100 people tuned in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so cool. knowing now that's that's a lot of people. It's probably one of the greater number of people tuning into the show. And this week, I chose not to do it. Why? Because I pick my own battles. And specifically, this battle is me. And it was a little difficult for me doing it. Because yeah. seeing myself on camera, <laughs> seeing all the people that are tuning in. So this week, I decided to give it myself a break and to go back right. to the old format. Why? Yeah. Because we can write our own script. We can do it our own way. And we don't have to push it. We don't have to, because sometimes, not sometimes, what happens when you push, 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 push? Things break. Yeah. So I don't want to push myself to a point where I'm breaking. Like right now, I'm doing it in my favorite way. I'm closing my eyes. Now I could do it (laughs) also with the phone in front of me. But again, we don't have to do things so fast because what we are doing right now, if we take it easy and gentle on ourselves, What's going to happen is the quality of our presence will improve because we trust ourselves even more. The quality of our own expression will continue to build if we take it easy. So many of us have big dreams and we want to do it now and fast and we push ourselves, push ourselves, push ourselves. And then what? We break. We stop. We give up. We are continuing to do this show for you. Those of you who are finding us now, those of you who are finding us in 10 years from now, and we know that this waking process, this awakening process is a real journey where you are becoming aware that this is a co-creative journey. This is a co-creative journey between you, the universe, and the relationship you have with everyone and everything else. It's such an important distinction. This process of waking up to your own co-creative abilities to your own self-responsibility waking up to your own heart waking up to your own spirit waking up to your own soul learning when to step out of the way learning when to pause learning how to Mm -hmm. pause yeah and making it okay to be human making it not just okay but a beautiful Uh, process of being awkward and being human what is being human if not the combination of the desire to receive for the self and the desire to receive for sharing there is a constant Mm. dance between receiving the light for yourself and receiving the light for sharing And if at any given moment you think that one day you're going to be this righteous human being, this righteous person, where everything you do is in order to serve others, you are going to find yourself in a new challenge, in a new place, and a new opportunity to what? To restrict. To really be able to rethink everything and reevaluate who you are. And I'm continuously and constantly having to do that these days. Why? Because we are growing up. We are waking up. I'm going through such a unique time where after three years of being a guide professionally, full time, especially in New York, uh, after doing this long enough to actually see people come and go, people change or people stay the same, I'm coming to really understand the nature of teaching the nature of being a true guide and that's by always learning by always expanding 
by always being the example myself. See, if you're looking to become a healer, a guide, a shaman, a rabbi, a coach, know that the most work you're going to do is on yourself because the moment you stop doing work on yourself, the moment you find your own system and you just think you're going to continue build that system there is something that's going to happen within you that's going to start dying or rotting it's important to know that our job as teachers and guides is to continue to push ourselves Mm -hmm. to continue follow our body follow our spirit follow our mind follow our hearts there is a dance it's a very very particular dance in which The only way to get to know yourself is by spending quality time with yourself. Quality time with yourself, by yourself and in community. This is why I co-create a living with other people by providing a space to have quality time for myself with other people and by myself. It's that dance, that yin and the yang. The pulling and the pushing, the being and the doing. It's so important to recognize it. Otherwise, we are just becoming or continuing to be victims or robots of the system of just paying our bills and going on vacations and just, uh, what do you call it, Uh, skating by, Mm -hmm. hanging in there. You're not listening to this show because you want to hang in there. You're listening to this podcast, this call-in show where you can call anytime and discuss and share and be yourself and see how when we connect our energies, there is actually magic and benefit that happens. We are doing this show because we want to remind you that you are an ongoing contradiction. We are doing this show we want to remind you that you are an ongoing dance of opposites and complementary. This is what the Big Bang is all about. It's, the Big Bang is a beautiful metaphor for restriction, for a place where everything originated from a single point to what? To infin- infinity. Infinity. I truly believe in the depth of my heart that the reason why every time we look at a telescope and every time we look at the universe, it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because... It is our own consciousness showing us to stop looking outside of us. Just stop. You will always find bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Instead of finding and looking what's out there, see the correlation between what's out there and what's inside you. When you look at a microscope and you keep drilling down at your cellular level, the same view you see outside a a telescope is the same view you see inside a a microscope. And that's a fact, and you know that. And what do you see if not space? Lots and lots and lots of space. Einstein was the first who really discovered that the wisdom is in the space itself, that time curves around space. The simple equation of relativity really changed the world. Why? Because he showed us that space itself, space itself holds the intelligence of life. And how did Einstein figure it out? How did, let's go back even before to the previous discovery was Newton. How? It was in their imagination. They had mental images, mental visions. They, they keep talking about it. So in your life, how much time do you really give yourself to have mental images and play with your imagination? All of the world's biggest problems and solutions come from contemplation. Just think about it. Know it deep inside that all of the solutions, all of the innovations, everything comes from a human being that contemplates and is open for information knowing that all the information is not only out there, but it exists within you. So as we begin this show today, really all the information is already here. All the information is already in just the sound of our voices, the sound of your voice in your head, reminding you and telling you, not only you are not alone, but it is up to you. 
You have the freedom to choose moment by moment, second by second, what your life will be like tomorrow. It really is. However, do you know when to listen and do you know when to create that dance, that rhythm? We all have a personal rhythm of presence. Breathing in and breathing out. And that dance and that cycle and that pause in between the breaths, all the information exists. So take a moment. Say thank you. Be grateful for the magic, for the reminders that continue to come your way. And stop projecting everything onto other people. Because there are no other people. There are only other fractals and other mirror images of you. So if it hurts, if it bothers you, it's a really good sign that these are pieces of you that need love and care. If it makes you happy, if it's exciting, follow it. The blessing of life is your desires. The blessing of life is your yearning. The blessing of life is what you want. If you were to pray and ask for help, God comes back to you and he and she tells you, what do you want? And it doesn't matter what you think you may want because you have to really believe it. You have to really know that it's possible for you. So the question is, what do you believe is possible for you? What do you truly believe about yourself? What is your capacity to receive the light the love, the compassion, the kindness, the gifts, the opportunities, the blessings, the miracles that are possible for you. What is it? Who is it? Where is your attention? Where is your attention on a daily basis? Because what you focus on does expand. This is an old reminder, but this is the perfect timing right now as we transition from winter into spring to really pay attention what are you thinking about what are you listening for when you look at the ground what do you see budding or more importantly these days what don't you see budding what are you ignoring because it's going to there's going to be a time for you to water certain plants to give more attention and love to certain Growth. What are you paying attention to? Who are you not paying attention to? And I'm willing to bet it's you taking care of yourself. So your first reminder today is, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you paying attention to what's springing up within you? Know you are love. Dream your sweet dreams Till your soul is released Know you are loved Rest in peace Dream your sweet dreams I must say I'm really, really, when I got into this business yeah. of guiding, of being a rabbi without religion, I, I'll be honest, I really, really thought it was going to be, I don't want to say easier, because that wasn't what I was looking for. I guess it was in some ways. I thought that... Well, you probably thought there were different challenges than maybe the challenges that's right. you faced. That's right. I'm, I'm continuously surprised by how much people are not talking to me about issues they have with me, which really signifies that I am not talking to other people who I have issues with. And but spiritually blackmailing myself into it aside, <laughs> I, I really, but I thought 
And that's going to maybe piss off some people. And I'll take full responsibility for the places in me that I'm not mature enough. But I really thought that people would be quicker to get what I'm trying to do. Uh. That people would be not hung up on uh, whether if I call them back or not and give me not just the benefit of the doubt, but also see me for what I'm really doing. The other day, actually, right. the other day, I heard someone saying to someone else that they, they're leaving me, they're not working with me anymore because I'm a trickster. And I didn't know if that was an insult or a compliment. <laughs> because the truth is, I am a trickster. I have to work hard. It's so easy to please people mm. in a very simple way. But as Osho said that once, people don't want to hear the truth. You have to trick them into it a little bit. There are games, but they're not games like mind games f- that come from this negative place that I want to you know, screw with someone. Mm-hmm. But s- many times you have to kind of plant seeds and just let the flower bloom on its own. And many times I know that people have to come up with their own epiphany. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of the biggest challenges I hear from people is my availability. But the truth is, if I always say to people, if you text me and if you tell me, and this is more for other people too, I'm not just talking about myself, I'm talking about coaches and healers. I tell people, if you need me, if you actually need a response from me, just say it. Say, hey, I really need to talk to you. Right. And guess what? you may ruin your chances for the next time if that's not true. The other day, somebody said to me, please call me ASAP. I called them up. And what they were talking about this was, was really not urgent. So it's my job to tell them, by the way, this was not urgent. You just kind of right. you know, use the token for no reason. But it's important for people to take self-responsibility. And I'm right. hoping that... What I teach, ultimately, is self-reliance in community. And that's a really, really complicated dance. And I take full responsibility for my own growth and my own process in that. Because this job did not come with a manual. It didn't. Well, I mean, do you think it's it's because people are, are just not used to being clear in their communication? Or do you think it's more like they're just not used to standing up and stating their needs? People are not clear that communication is even possible people are used to having to either manipulate or get manipulated so they quickly jump into that conclusion that they're being uh, fooled or ignored or they're not good enough and that's why I'm not responding which is such nonsense I can feel I can feel where someone is at and many times people just need to express it and then they come up with their own answers right and I can only do what my teacher has told me. And I went from, you know, basically working with nobody to working with, let's say, over 500 people. And I have my own process and I have my own ways. And I even go as far as providing with a link where people can go and put themselves on my calendar. And yet, nine out of 10 people who complain don't ever use that link. Uh. So. Do you want to feel special? Well, my entire work is to teach you that you are special, right. but not for the reasons you may think, right. just because you exist. Right. You're special not because somebody else is treating you special. Right. 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 You're very, very, very special, but if you really want to talk to me, don't assume that I know that. Just say, hey, I actually want to talk to you. Right. And if you're going to say this is urgent, and then you call me up and you say that you know there's a thought that you can't get around and i don't know people are free but that hasn't been that much of a problem so far but you know i know that i'm doing is both things i'm also i'm right here just talking to my clients i'm talking to my people i'm talking to the community that i'm building but i'm also talking to teachers and coaches and i'm inspiring teachers and coaches and guides everywhere to rise up and say, hey, I'm available. I just had a training weekend and nine out of 10 people in that training, we were really encouraging people to say, hey, I'm available to work with other people. 
not to focus on exactly what the message is or what your specialty or what your availability or what the problem is, right? You were there, Sam. Yes. We were really talking about, hey, let's just, just say I'm going to be available one hour every week. Right. Just say it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just carve it out of your schedule. Set a little bit of time, and, and it doesn't have to be a huge thing. You know, it can, like you say, just one hour a week. Just say one hour a week. When I don't want to come on the podcast, I think about it, <laughs> and I go, "It's just two hours a week." Right. right. You know, really, is is it difficult? Do I want to cancel sometimes? Do I not feel it? Absolutely. And you but have. <laughs> I have. I have. I mean. But and you're getting better. I'm getting better because I know that for that one human being, in the Talmud it says you save one person, you save the world. Mm-hmm. And I think about it a lot. I like that. You know, what I talk about saving is just reminding you that what we're doing here is so much bigger than what you see on TV. Right. It's so much bigger than making a living. It's so much bigger than it, whether if I call you back or not. Yeah. It's about you realizing that you are a co-creator of your life. That we are having a dance between you, the this the entire galaxy, and let's just say the sun. Mm. In Kabbalah, they say that just like every atom has the has the three you know the electron, the proton, and the neutron. neutron yeah. It's the same way. There is the human being. There is the sun, which gives. And then there is the sun, the moon, and the entire galaxy which receives. Okay, so you got the positive, the negative. The positive is the sun. Mm-hmm. And then the negative is it's reflecting, right? It's receiving. Right. And then you as the human being that is able to constantly make that choice. You're always receiving the light. But then as a human being, you have that choice whether to hold it in and break down, mm-hmm. accumulate and hoard and break down, or get filled up and receive. Right. And you know what? I resisted that wisdom for a long time. I resisted that wisdom because I would find the negatives in what I would look for. And that's my message right now. In this second segment, that's my reminder. If you continue to find negatives in, in, in certain things, then I would encourage you to either stop interacting with them, that includes me, right. or Examine the places in you that need more love, that need more attention. Because with all the drama and all the bullshit, and I'll just say that, in my life, I know for a fact that when I wake up in the morning, I mean really, really well. And I've been doing that for a long time. I, have, I do have utopian visions of the world where we really are just continually exp- you know, being blessed Mm -hmm. by what life has to offer there's a reason why we can grow our own food there's a reason why we operate and work automatically there's a reason why we wake up every day the goodness and the love and the gifts and the blessings are guaranteed to us just by being born the capacity in which we're able to receive the capacity in which we're able to share that's up to the individual and the environment you're the product of your environment I know it's difficult to hear Mm-hmm. but you are the average of the 5, 10, 15, 20 people that you hang around with. And if you find yourself in negative situations, like the guy from, I forgot his name, from Mad Men used to say, if you don't oh. like the conversation, Don Draper, yeah. if you don't like the conversation, change it. Right, exactly. It's so important. So many times when people come up to me with stories, actually now these days, I think Wayne Dyer said it in one of his lectures that if you leave him a message, he said, you know, hopefully you get something good to say. Otherwise, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) I have been saying that in text messages, when people say, I want to talk to you, I've been saying, if you got something useful to tell me, if you got positive news, I'm open for it. If you get criticism or negative feedback, find a positive way to tell me, find the opportunity in that. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Right, right, because it's always a choice moment to moment of of how we decide to place our focus on what side of the coin. You know, we we can always look at things as negative, bad, this is awful, something to criticize, or we can look at it as an opportunity to learn, or hey, there's, there's a real opportunity here for growth or change or something, and... It's so we, we slide into that that negative focus so easily because we're so used to it, and it, that it it really takes a conscious effort to to say okay let me focus on the other side of the coin this time. 
I have people in my life that I know for a fact are talking shit about me. Now, that's a gift in my life because back in the day, nobody would say anything. <laughs> and, and as I would mention, when I told my mother I'm starting to do this for a living, she would say, tell me when you have rebels. I said, what? She said, I'm not impressed with people who like you. Tell me when there are people who don't like you. And now I find myself in my life that I have, there are camps, there are literally like <laughs> entire camps of people who are anti-me, who spread rumors and gossip about me. And, you know, just the biggest work that I have around it is to continuously love those people and continuously is a hard part because secretly I find myself in places where I go well some shit's about to you know take them down Mm -hmm. and they're going to experience the storms of life like I want them punished because they're not talking to me because they're spreading rumors and gossip without saying something to me however I know this entire thing was what I said before there is no they there's nobody spreading rumors and gossip about me. These are deeper places in me that need more attention, that need more love, that need more care. So every time these people come into my mind, I love them. I care for them. I express so much gratitude for them to show me that there are places in me that are still doubting. There are places in me that still need love. There are places in me that I am afraid myself that I'm not in integrity somewhere and it's a real opportunity for me to see, hmm, where am I laying with it now? Where am I being with it right now? And that's always, always a good opportunity to really find myself in a place where I am loving and compassionate and kind for me right now. And as I've been saying to the entire community, when this spring comes around, let's start from scratch. When this spring comes around, let's see what we have been learning from all of our lessons and all of our wisdom and be able to go from here without feeling the guilt and the shame and the stories of the past. So I myself am nervous and giddy about starting from scratch. Beloved child, go out, spread light to the world. Be strong, be So it's quite interesting, Ari, what you said in the last segment, because it's one of the things whenever you become a teacher or an innovator, a leader in your field, that it's sort of like as you become more popular, as you work with more people and grow, that um, things come up, right? Resistance comes up from sometimes your, your, your most ardent supporters turn into like your worst critics. And, and just this week, I was on a mailing list with some of uh, a woman who's a spiritual teacher I've had on my radio show, very, very popular, does workshops around the world, has a huge fan base, very, very loyal fans. But she said, like in this email, that, you know, come next year, 2017, she is stepping out of the public eye. She's not going to do public workshops anymore. She's not going to teach classes. She's just going to focus on writing and go back to sort of a personal quiet life because you know when when spirit asked her to like go out and like spread the word very publicly she agreed but she said she was like but there's got to be a time limit you know i'm not doing that for the rest of my life and and even though she's an amazing teacher she has her detractors and she has people after her and she said she's even had death threats which she you know i've turned into nothing but that all puts stress on you that all you know again it challenges us like as we step in the into the limelight it challenges us and it takes real growth to maintain that the theme that keeps coming up and this is an email i'm working on right now for the community is the subject is troubled by greatness uh-huh. troubled by greatness and the i know you're going to make that the title for the show now <laughs> but you should you should you got it because but I find out that specifically, uh, I've been thinking about specifically people that I've taken care of, that I you know give so much to, and then when 
they got lost in other people's stories. Why do I say that? Because they never came to me directly and, and say, hey, this is what I hear. I'd like to talk to you about it. This is what right. I feel about you. This is what I'm projecting about you. I'd like to talk about you about it. So I'm thinking like, why? Why does that happen? You know, these are people who I really I, I have helped and I continue to vouch for. And yet, at some point, they just disappear in other people's stories. And I'm like, okay, they're troubled by greatness because they recognize a part in them. Of course, I can be an asshole. Of course, I don't have to be perfect. And yet, they don't talk to me about it because they just get stuck in this place where they feel like I am limited to that experience which they believe is limiting them, mm. themselves. They're having a hard time with their own greatness. You know, this job that you're looking at, whether you want to be a guide, a coach, a teacher, doesn't come with a manual. The only thing, the only manual is go experience it. Go be yourself. My teacher told me, you don't facilitate with the tools and the resources and the methodology. You facilitate with your relationship. And this is who I am. I facilitate with my relationship. I facilitate with calling you back, not calling you back, loving you, not loving you, being attracted to you, not being attracted to you. Whatever it may be, that's how I facilitate. That's who I am. My invitation, my continuous invitation is come and talk to me. And I have to tell you, the thing that's so confused me as somebody observing this, because I've been only working with you now almost two years, it, it, not, not from the very beginning, but I've seen how much you've put into the community. I've seen how much you've supported people. I mean, and I consider myself pretty generous, but even more than I probably would have. And, and then, like, some of those very same people that you were so generous with are the ones who turned around and started talking behind your back. And it totally confused me. Like, why would people do that? I mean, you've been so generous with them. Why do they then turn around and, and, and just like you say, it's like they, they, they have some beef and then they don't even talk to you about it. And then they're busy telling everybody else about it. Troubled by greatness. Yeah. And that means I am troubled by greatness. Aha. Uh -huh. Now we're that, getting somewhere. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's about me and my expression and my expansion. These are not people outside of me. These are people inside me. Right. Now, there are different concepts for me to learn. There are different lessons. I've only been doing it, as I said, three years in New York. I consider myself a baby, an infancy, spiritual teacher. And those who have been sticking around, those who are saying, oh my God, what can I learn after, you know, when time passes, I want to learn as troubles go and come and go. Those are the people who are experiencing the most miracles. And this place within me to really pay attention to, as I talked about the concept of bread of shame, which is a very Kabbalistic concept. Right. Many times, so many of the people that I give and I give and I give, if there isn't an efficient exchange, if there isn't a place where they earn the light, where they're actually rec you know, receiving it and then sharing it, where they're just receiving and receiving and receiving, then I myself have enabled people to be blinded by light, by blinded by my giving, by my sharing. In so many places, I gave because I thought that by my giving would be enough. By me giving would just fix or heal the other person. Mm -hmm. And you cannot overcome, no, you cannot skip this process of restriction, of tzimtzum, of really receiving for the sake of sharing. So the lessons are many, many, many folds. You know, they're about me realizing that giving is not enough, sharing is not enough. There are certain kinds of exchanges that must happen and it doesn't have to be financially but it has to be energetically and mm -hmm. gratitude right and you know me teaching reverence for life has right. to do a lot with them being having reverence for themselves in, in relationship to me and for me in relationship to them so I'm glad that you are seeing all of this mm -hmm. Sam because I know you are stepping more and more into your own greatness and you probably have a hard time with people not liking you. Uh -huh, absolutely. <laughs> so as you are stepping more and more into being a conscious 
teacher and <laughs> consultant, then it's important for you to see that because right. these are lessons in a very, very small period of time. So when I see people leaving, then I'm really right. leaving. This is just short periods of time. Right. We're going to look at this in 10 years and go, oh my God, thank God for the first three years. Right. Thank God for the first five years because we are a part of such amazing work. Right. We are part of consciousness raising a movement. I right. always say I'm not interested in a coaching business. Right. I'm not interested in an urban shaman business. It's mm -hmm. nice mm -hmm. to have some structures and some system, but what I'm interested in is co-creating and co-leading a movement of change, of consciousness, of abundance that takes conscious relationship. I take full responsibility too. When I right now am you know, yelling and screaming and say, talk to me, don't talk behind my back. I know so many times that I do the same thing. <laughs> I know that I wasn't really mature enough to go back to the people who I knew may cause trouble and go, hey, you want to talk about it? I played it cool and say, well, let's see what they do. Right. So this is all about me. This is all about you. This is about our relationship, Sam. This is right. about being community radio. They think there is a coincidence that this is happening in your studio and <laughs> we've changed the show name a million times. But hey, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know what? That's just It just reflects on our personality. It right. reflects on our uh, scatteredness. And there is no way to go around it. But there's also something that I've, I've seen in, in, in what I've seen you taught and, and even what you're saying here about, you know, sort of the resistance. It's as leaders, we have a tendency to think that it, it's all about giving, but it's not, is it? I mean, we if we're giving more, we have to learn to receive more. Right. I mean, we need to be supported if we're supporting, you know, a community of people, we need to be supported in a much bigger way in order to be able to show up. That's right. And, and, and like you said to me this past weekend, you know, when I was talking about, well, I, I'm working on this and I'm, I'm going to be giving a talk and I'm going to be doing that. And you were like, OK, where's your self-care? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I have to schedule that in because, again, it's. We can learning to receive give what we don't have right we cannot give what we don't have one of the things that cause the most heat in my community is my exploration of open relationships now that exploration doesn't come from a place of me wanting to be sexual or wanting to uh, think with uh, the little guy you know whatever yeah. people say <laughs> no it's about the exploration of being full of receiving is there such a thing of getting everything from one person? It doesn't mean no, but as a teacher, as a guide, as a human being, I'm committed to fully exploring all topics on all experiences of life. Should I, could I, would I bring it up to the community and talk about it openly all the time? I don't know. Only time will tell. But I'll tell you this much, that when people go on their own stories and people go on their own rides... God, it gets so messy. But I will say that my exploration of open relationship comes, and it's really not, open relationship is the only way I can describe it right now where people understand it. It's not open relationship for me. Right. It doesn't mean open relationships for me. It's about nourishment and care and you know being filled up myself with what I express as what's available to others. And it's been a crazy, crazy year just talking about sex, just talking about this. Right. And, and you know, whether you're talking about relationships, um, intimate relationships, business relationships, or, or about money, about any of these things, it, it still takes a certain level of maturity that, in general, you don't find in the wider society. Because what we're talking about is a more conscious way of approaching these topics and it's because it's a more conscious way of a relationship with ourselves yeah so many of us you know when i talk about i, I myself i remember that any context context of what people call open relationships or uh, in anything that untraditional i remember thinking well these people are thinking with their uh, penis for right. lack of better words and with a little head and you know, as I'm growing up, as I'm waking up, I realize that you cannot, you really cannot avoid these topics and subjects of 
nourishment and self-care. And as much as you try to ignore it and do the right thing, life will continuously show you if there is flow in your life or not. For me, the exploration of pleasure, of fulfillment, it's not just important because I want it, but it's important because when I ignore it, I can tell, I can feel it in my life, in my business, in my, the type of people I'm attracting, in my creativity. So this is something that I'm committed to exploring and talking and sharing about more, and I know I have to do it gently. I know that it's a topic that if I, I avoid, uh, it just blows up, but if I carelessly discuss it, people don't really understand it. There is such a thing as too much light. No, you are love. Rest in peace. Dream your sweet dreams till your soul is released. No, you are love. Rest in peace. So on the topic of relationships, oh God, <laughs> I have to because just last week I had a woman on my show who was a, a, a personal coach and a certified divorce coach. I didn't know you could be a certified divorce coach, but she was. And and in our conversation, like one of the things she said was, you know, we all assume when we get married that it's for life. But in modern day society, that's not necessarily so. And, and, you know, I related the story like I know this guy. I knew this guy years ago uh, who uh, ran like a university or something. And he had been married and divorced five times. And if you talk to him about it, he'll tell you they were all very successful marriages <laughs> because he was friends. And he told me he was still friends with all of his ex-wives. And he considered them all very successful marriages because when they split up, it was very amiable at the time. And, you know, just because, you know, a relationship can go, relationships always go through peaks and valleys, ups and downs all the time. And it doesn't mean that, you know, the relationship has to necessarily last forever. And and the reason why I say that is because, you know, where the Institute of Marriage comes from, I had someone else on my show, Roger Nygaard, who's a filmmaker, whose next film he's working on is called The, the Truth About Marriage. And one of the things he told me was that if you, you know, he studied anthropologists who studied sort of marriage and how it developed through society, where it all really started from was it all started with property. Once we became an agricultural society and it was like, this is my plot of land, you know, before that, everyone was polygamous. You know, everyone flew around with everyone else because it was like, okay, it was everyone took care of every, of all the children. You know, there was no distinction. These are my children. Those are your children. You know, we were lived in small villages of like 100, 200 people. That was it. And everyone took care of everyone. Fooled around with everyone else was a little uh, Christian, <laughs> Judeo-Christian. But yeah. Right. You see, it's like so embedded in you. Right. Right. So, that, but then what happened is once we started own, quote unquote owning land then it was like oh you know i want to make sure my children get this land but if if this woman i'm with if she's sleeping with all these other guys i don't know if these children are really my children or someone else's children so i have to restrict my woman from sleeping with other men so that's when the whole idea of this marriage bond came up where it was or at least a monogamous marriage bond let me put it that way so that you were certain like these children were your children that's also why virginity was so highly prized like you weren't supposed to um, have sex before you got married again for the same reason it's like these have to be my children so it's really all about property and it's like so old it's thousands and thousands of years old we've forgotten and it gets dressed up in all of these you know religious traditions and, and it's become such a part of society that we forget where it came from well let's agree to do a whole show about it because <laughs> we can outline some things and do it it's been uh, the, the most heated topic in my life and within the community accept effect growing and changing your life and uh, right. becoming a conscious co-creator uh, the other day uh, i had a beautiful con heated conversation with my partner 
and it was getting very heated and she said reminded me she said have you ever been in an intimate vulnerable relationship the way we are right now i said no she said neither have i yeah let's just admit that this is the most vulnerable and intimate we've ever been with anyone else right. and we don't know this again this didn't come with instructions absolutely and i can i can say the exact same thing from me and my wife neither of us especially after doing this work and and we were i would say fairly conscious even before coming to this work but since coming to this work it's really taken it to a much deeper level i don't think either of us have shown up in the way we show up for each other now right and for us to agree That we both came in with our own set of insecurities. Absolutely. We both came in with our own set of trauma, sexual or otherwise. And we didn't know how to deal with it. We just didn't. Right. And it's normal. I mean, it's beyond normal, unfortunately and fortunately. It's something I say a lot these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes we, one person needs more space than the other. Sometimes we cannot provide everything to the other that... we think needs to be provided and the problem is that if we just sweep it under the rug which i do very well if we just don't talk about it as we wake up there are certain functions and and and, and situations and happenings within the human body and as we wake up that when we don't receive the nourishment and care that we really need it's we start acting up and if we don't talk about it it really resolves in negative relationships and and, and bad luck It seems right. like it's bad luck. Right. And God forbid that, you know, oh, life forbid, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. As we go back and we tell our partner, you know, I know you need more space, but this is what I need and vice versa. I know that uh, I feel very inadequate and yet I feel so far away from you in, in this conversation. And if we talk about, again, what I called open relationships before, I really don't like that term because... In uh, I, I use the term uh, non-traditional family. Non-traditional family. I like that. Yeah. Because when I explored open relationships, the way I realized it pretty quickly is that it's not real for me in that context because in order to have an open relationship, I have to have an, a relationship with my own partner and my own wife. Right. So the issue wasn't about open relationships. It's about not communicating my needs or not communicating what I feel about my needs. And then it became more of an opening, which is still a conversation in my house, to go and say, well, what is it that you really need? Am I able to provide it right now? And what am I really afraid of? Mm, you know, yeah. both of us. Yeah. What are we afraid of? And if you get certain needs met and they're not being met at home, am I being afraid... That you're going to leave me? Am I, is it really abandonment right. issues? Right. Is it security issues? Is right. it what would people think about me issues? And identity issues, because also whenever you're in a relationship, I don't care if it's one person or many person, people, but we all grow at different rates of speed, right? We all have our own journey. We're all different. And, and no two people are ever going to be exactly on the same point in the path. So it, it's good. It can be uncomfortable that you know you see your partner um, in a different stage of their process than you're at, and it's like, "Oh my God, what about me?" Right? You know, so, so there's so many dynamics into the relationships. That's why I say it, it takes really bringing a higher level of consciousness to it and a maturity to it to to navigate through these waters because I mean, just where we are today, individually and as a society it's we're breaking all the cycles you know it, it it's we always have a tendency to see oh there's a boom and a bus cycle and there's this and there's that but things are so different today change is happening so rapidly that the old um, um tra- societal traditions and 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 mores of a society they're they're morphing and changing and and i mean I feel that at my age, but I know like the younger kids, the people who are in their 20s, like they're totally like saying, you know, forget this. Uh, you know, I, I, what do I have to work a nine to five job for? What do I have to, you know, worry about, you know, doing things that were just givens when I was a kid? You know, I, I, first of all, it's so exciting to have this conversation with you. <laughs> And again, we could do a whole show about it because yeah. I'm convinced that. with my life right now that whatever I don't have whatever I used to think there is a problem in my marriage well I'm not married but my partnership whatever is a challenge 
it's not about making them work. It's about learning and sharing and becoming a teacher of what's truly possible. And I know these are just heated topics for people because what really comes up is abandonment, insecurity, and not being good enough, being left alone, uh, being a player, being a playboy, being a whore, slut, Mm -hmm. whatever. There's all this stuff that really comes up for people. And when we don't talk about it and we don't have a really safe space to explore it, it just becomes like the destroyer of communities. Right. I mean, I have... I I used to go to this place, to this town. I used to serve, you know, anywhere between 20 to 50 people. And I got uninvited just because of these conversations who wouldn't have the space for it. Now, did I go back into the town and say, hey, you guys want to talk about it? No, because I was almost insulted that they wouldn't talk to me about it. It was all going to be behind my back. Again, I take full responsibility for my lack of communication as well. And yet, at the same time, I know that these are the topics that destroy community, destroy relationships. And I continuously come and come back and say, listen, I may not have had the guts before, but let's talk now. I am here. Right. Because it's really, in the end, it's always individual work. Right. I, I mean, this is something, you know, most people know my wife is a therapist. And, and like she says all the time to me when she gets couples to come to her and she gets, you know, a decent amount of couples come to her and they're, they're having couple issues. But she, she always says to me, it's individual work. It's like they have to see someone individually first because it's like you have to deal with your own issues. You have to deal with your own stuff first before you ever deal with the dynamic because it's always about what's inside of you. And talk to us. Talk to me. Right. You know, when I came into that town, I remember I was younger and it was about two and a half years ago, even more. Mm-hmm. And I did say, listen, I'm not better than you. I'm just here providing a space and I'm going to be learning with you. I'm going to be teaching with you. I'm going to grow with you. Some of them didn't listen. I understand. Mm-hmm. And they were very quick to find flaws and to find exactly what they wanted to hear. And I'm still here. The other day, somebody called me and says, said to me, are you ready to come back? I said, I never left. <laughs> I never left. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still the same guy. Yeah. And that's the most important part. When I say I'm still the same guy, obviously I'm not. But the same guy is, if you talk to me, I'm here. Even if I avoid a conversation, tell me, Aurea, you're avoiding it. Guys, right. people, lovely human beings, this waking process didn't come with a manual. We're not even trying to write it. Mm-hmm. We're just being it. And the most important part is communicate. Share what's going on with you. With me, with your integration partner, with someone else. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Don't ever say, well, I don't feel safe enough. There are thousands of people in the community. Yeah. Bring them. Make them involved. Don't wallow in your own stuff. 